It it takes a long time to be beautiful, Greg. I I know. I know I you. I know you know. I I battle that every day. <laughs> I knew you were going with that. <laughs> Welcome to The Geek in Review, the podcast designed to cover the legal information profession with a slant toward technology and management. I'm Marlene Gaybauer. And I'm Greg Lambert. Hey, Greg, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Marlene. Yeah, The Geek in Review turned one year old on June 20th. I am so proud of our little podcast, walking and talking and getting into trouble. Yeah, but but we're still in diapers, I think. <laughs> still in diapers. <laughs> Seriously, while you know, it really doesn't feel like a year, does it? No, it doesn't. No. And I th- I think that's because we speak to such interesting guests, and well, we really just have a lot of fun with it. Yep, yep, it's true. So speaking of fun, you know, we tried to switch things up last week. Well, the yeah. the vote came in. And ah. people like hearing the information inspirations first. So. Yay! I like the information inspirations first, too. Yeah, I do, too. So who are we to argue? So this week, we're going to restore order and give people what they want. We are here to serve. Absolutely. <laughs> for those who have followed the Three Geeks blog for a long time, uh, they may remember the elephant posts where Greg would ask a question of the readers and compile those into a post a week later. It was really popular. Yeah, and it was also very time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So finally I had to I had to just kind of give it up because, you know, my day job. Uh, <laughs> the paying job. Yeah, the, the paying the, the job. The paying job. So but <laughs> we thought we would try something this week that is very similar to what we used to do with the Elephant Post, where we asked our listeners to call in to the Geek and Review hotline at 713-487-7270 and to tell us their thoughts and their stories on remote working or working from home. And people really came through for us. So we have a dozen stories to share with you this week on working from home. And while most people were supportive of working from home, not everybody was. In fact, there was a little skepticism among some about how effective people really are who work at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think there was a good balance in the group who called in. And before we start anything, I want to thank everyone who did take the time to leave a message. You yes, know, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, one thing I did uh, learn, Marlene, is that our voice messaging system <laughs> has a three-minute time limit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, pe- people need to wrap it up. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that, and I should have warned people that, that we had that. But w- next time, we will. So we had a couple of messages that are uh, two-parters, but, uh, you know, through the magic of editing, they are much shorter now. <laughs> Well, with all those great stories lined up, let's get right into our information inspirations. So again, this week we have a baker's dozen of remote working stories, so we're going to keep the information inspirations short and sweet this week. So Marlene, you get to go first. All right. So my first one is free the statutes. Free the statutes. Free the statutes. Free Pacer, free the statutes. statutes. So this first one deals with that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to take up the issue of whether states like Georgia can place a copyright on their statutes. Carl Malmood from publicresearch.org brought the suit against Georgia. I believe he won a trial, lost during the appeal, and is hoping to get the court to once and for all state that any statutes created and required by states are in the public domain. Good luck to publicresearch.org folks. 
to free the law. Free the law. (laughs) In fact, the New York Times editorial board came out with a statement yesterday that uh, said no one owns the law and no one should be able to copyright the law. Can't agree more. Me too. (laughs) Me too. All right. So mine is the Washington Post has created a team of fact checkers and are going to start looking at, you remember us talking about deep fakes and videos? So uh, they have this great guide to deep fakes and to altered videos that would make any researcher proud. And they- I'm sensing jobs here. (laughs) (laughs) So they identify three types of manipulated videos. There's the missing context, there's the deceptive editing, and there's the malicious transformation style of videos. So under the missing context, they split that into misrepresentation and into isolation. So those are the famous taken out of context videos. Right. In deceptive, in the, so in the deceptive editing version, they identify those videos that have omissions and those videos that are spliced. And in the final malicious transformation, these are the doctored videos and the flat out fabrications. So they created the fact checker team at WAPO and they have a submission page where you can actually submit links to videos that you think might be manipulated and they'll take a look at them. I think that is absolutely fascinating and really something that is needed because there's so much out there where, you know, to the naked eye, you're not going to know. Or if you don't know the background, you know, you may not you may not know whether it's it's real or not. So this is this is great. Yeah, this is going to be a huge problem for society where these types of videos might be used to undermine you know, political, scientific news, any of these issues where people, you know, believe the manipulated videos and, and alter the facts of, so, you know, scary times. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that that's absolutely right. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what they find. So Marlene, that is our quick and dirty version of information inspiration. We're going to begin playing the messages we receive from you about working remotely. We'll make short comments between the calls, but just short comments. Yeah, we'll keep it short. Yeah. It's like, we want to hear from you, not from us. (laughs) So Marlene, I really want to point out a couple of themes that I heard as I edited these, but I think I'll hold off and let the listeners find their own themes as we listen to people who think that remote working is great and those who don't necessarily think it's all that good for the organization. Let's hear it. My name is Amy Doles. I spent 10 years of my career working remotely at LexisNexis, in which I had an office about 25 miles away in various director and and strategy roles relating to marketing. And I'm going on my sixth year of working remotely at Thomson Reuters. So the first question of allowing individuals to work remotely, I'm actually one and and only uh, currently marketing remote employee, but the Thompson Reuters does offer the flexibility for some individuals in Minnesota to work remotely. What I find most attractive about working remotely is the the efficiency and, and being able to get work done very quickly and not having all the interruptions. You know, when I need to make lunch, it's, it's very quick. You know, something as simple as going to the bathroom can be an hour by the time you stop in to 
running into somebody when you're in the office and you not be able to get back to the project that you're working on. Um, one of the, the disadvantages then is being able to turn it off. You know, when you work from home and you are the only remote employee, there's this expectation that you personally have in your mind that uh, individuals expect you to respond whether it's, it's day or night. So being able to uh, distance yourself so that you do have the ability to decompress so that you, know, you are fresh the next day. Um, if I was in charge, I, I would definitely expand the ability of others to work remotely and just not work remotely, but to be fully remote. And what I mean by that is when you have other individuals that are not in the same location, that's some of the best diversity. Um, everyone talks about the diversity of, you know, male, female, and race, but nobody talks about the diversity of location. And the different ideas that you get out in the marketplace, whether you're um, someone that's in California, you know, somebody like myself that's in Ohio, New York, Florida, you uh, approach um, different ideas um, and situations differently. And that, that diversity really adds to the success of an organization. I have been remote for 15 years, currently remote, so I wouldn't consider uh, leaving a current position because um, I am remote right now. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there we have a vendor who works remotely as a marketer. That's very interesting to me. So, But she's made it work for 15 years, so she's doing something right. The other thing I wanted to make note of was that she talks about diversity of location, and I thought that was really interesting. All right. Well, let's listen to caller number two. Hey, Greg. I'm calling with an, I guess, anecdotal story on working remotely. Our organization does allow people to work remotely, for the attorneys, it's whenever you want. For the staff, it's on an as-needed basis. I like working remotely because I have an ugly, ugly commute, and I spend a lot of time commuting and grousing about it. The downside of working remotely is not having the face time with my attorneys and my coworker. I am more efficient and effective. I think I put in more hours, and I don't get interrupted as much. Does working put me at a disadvantage? No, they don't even know when I'm not here. If I'm working remotely, as long as I'm answering their questions via email, also I can pick up my voicemail through my computer. So they don't even know if I'm here or not unless they absolutely had to come to my door and see me. If I was in charge, would I expand? Absolutely. For whoever wanted to or needed to, absolutely I would. And would I consider leaving my current position if offered the chance to work remotely? Yes. I've been here a long time, but if I was given that opportunity elsewhere, I would probably do it in a heartbeat. And I know you were talking about millennials and Gen Z. I, I'm an old fogey, but that's still the way I feel. Anyway, hope all is well. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that we point out here is that if you're going to work remotely, you got to have the technology to support it. Absolutely. Because if you don't, you're not communicating effectively. All right. So let's listen to the next caller. Hi, it's Christina Rosas with Bloomberg BNA, and I currently work remotely. And it's a wonderful opportunity for me to balance not only a career, but also a family life. My job allows me to do my office work from my home office while setting appointments to meet with my law firm clients, but also be able to work on my own schedule. I think it's a great thing for employees to have a balance in their life, and working remotely certainly does that. 
being someone who has to meet primarily most of the time with clients, it also allows you to work on a more flexible schedule. So I am a huge fan of uh, remote work, and I encourage more employers to consider it to give their employees a better work-life balance overall. I'm a huge work-from-home fan. When I was at Law360, they did let me work from home, and it changed my life because it was when my kids were born. And I, I loved it and I excelled at it. I'm a big fan and I, I recommend it for everybody if you can make it work. And I feel like more and more employers can. They just they have to relinquish a little bit of that control and, and create a little more trust. So hopefully more companies will offer that type of environment, especially for moms. You know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's tough. So Marlene, we've had Christina on the show before during our Legal Week episode, and I really like her talking about how this is a life-balancing issue for her and how much it helps her out as a mom. Well, uh, you know, I think everybody is is thinking about how they can balance life and, and work, and it, it really is a balance. Uh, you know, sometimes life wins, sometimes work wins, and things like working from home offer that flexibility. I agree. So our next caller uh, joins us from Europe. My name's Claire Brown, um, and I work as a legal topic specialist for Vabel, and my role is to assist librarians and information people with their searches, to answer any queries about um, functionality of the platform, carry out training, write user guides, and basically advise my work colleagues on what librarians actually want um, from an information service. That's my forward-facing side, but behind the scenes I write content for the blog and I manage our social media and I write an awful lot of articles. This is actually my second um, remote working position and it worked really quite well the first time and so when the post at Babel came up I actually said to Matthew, I want to continue working remotely and so I actually negotiated it as part of my employment package. Most of the time I'm actually based overseas down on the Adriatic in Split in Croatia but because I have this amazing freedom to pursue outside interests other than work, travel is say one of my passions and so it enables me to carry on traveling as well as carry on doing the job I absolutely really really love which is obviously helping law librarians. That's the upside of working remotely. I think the only downside is that because I live in a couple of places, I think sometimes, uh, is it really bad to say, oh, actually, my clothes are in the wrong place? Um, I, I'm, as I say, I've not really found any real downsides to working remotely. I mean, in terms of keeping connection with my work colleagues, I mean, we talk every day because they are aware of, you know, some of the downsides of working remotely we try and make more of an effort to connect. We have more meetings, we have five minute meetings every day and you know, a very, and a weekly get together just to see what we're all doing. I suppose we're missing the social side, so it's very difficult to obviously go out and, and socialize with work colleagues. I suppose that is one of the drawbacks. But it does mean actually, when I do go back to the office, you know, when I do arrive, it's oh, hey, let's all go out, you know, let's go, let's go and have a catch up and see what's going on. So you do get, I don't know, it's nice. I mean, it's a fabulous team. I think the team actually matters when you're doing this because you need to know you can trust them. 
they can trust you if there is a problem or you know something comes up you can be straight on the you know video conferencing and have a sit down conversation with somebody and i think that is really important it's got tr openness transparency and trust i think i think are the three key things well, you got to like how she closed it with openness, transparency, and trust. So these are the hallmarks of any well-run organization. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Claire's. I've known her for a long time now through Twitter, and she's one of my heroes from the early days, you know, before the uh, trolls took over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and as a content creator like, like she is, I can see where you would love to get somebody as talented as Claire and be very flexible on the working arrangements. Well, it was really neat in terms of her talking about this very extended team and how you're actually able to do that. And, you know, that just brings a nice diversity of, of people together that you might not have had the opportunity to to work with. And you learn from that. And this is this is the way you can do it. Let's roll into our next story. Uh, this is from a law firm. Hi, this is Andre Davidson, uh, Research Technology Manager at Blank Rome. My firm does allow me to work remotely. Initially, when I started at the firm, we only had one floor in the Houston office, and I actually sit in the corner. And so I typically work remotely two to three days a week. Now that we've expanded the office and I have my own office, I am more particular about when I work remotely, but I do have the option to work remotely any day of the week. I think what's attractive about working remotely is the flexibility it allows you to structure work around your life uh, circumstances. For me, I typically get more done while I'm working from home because I start my day earlier and end it later, and I don't have to worry about the you know hour to hour and a half commute downtown. I feel like I am more efficient when I work from home. The one thing you lose is face-to-face uh, -face contact with people in your office, especially the attorneys. But since my position is uh, from my position, I'm typically uh, communicating with people all over the firm, so I don't think it affects me that much in uh, that regard. I do allow all exempt employees on my team to work remotely, and I would like to expand that for my non-exempt employees as well. And definitely, if I were to leave for another job, I would like the option to work remotely. That's one of the things that I would consider in making my decision, just because it's unique for me. What was unique for me initially about my time when I was working remotely is that uh, we had my mother-in-law living at home with us, and she had ALS, and sometimes somebody would have to be at home for certain things, and um, I had that ability because my wife travels, so it's really important for me. It gives me that flexibility, especially with a, a younger child as well. Thank you. So Marlene, flexibility is something that a lot of employees are wanting and needing these days. You know, saving two or three hours a day on commuting, it ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. Um, that adds up over time. And if you can be productive during that time, uh, the better it works for the, the organization. So let's do a couple where they're not necessarily the biggest fans of uh, remote working. <laughs> At our firm, we do allow some business staff to work remotely uh, on a scheduled basis to reduce the real estate footprint in certain departments. I think it is currently exclusively IT 
and I think the rotation is three days in, two days out, uh, but the two days out vary based on a schedule, so you don't always have Friday off because everyone wants Friday off, right? Attorneys, including myself, uh, have uh, a tremendous amount of freedom as to where they work and when. Uh, along with that comes you know, nothing new in terms of <laughs> the the clients own your time, uh, uh, regardless of when they call. So I guess that's a downside, but we've been living with that for 20 years, so that's nothing different. And I would say that our attorney workforce has been working somewhat remotely for uh, probably 20 years um, since we had uh, Citrix and the, av- the ability to log in from a computer. And I would say on the, I would say I would never take a job that where I was 100% remote. I don't think that's the recipe for success. And uh, I suspect that those who have studied this uh, have come to that conclusion. It's it's not as efficient. And I anecdotally, I know people who do work uh, remote workforce jobs. And I can tell you that they do not work uh, the number of hours that their superiors work. Uh, that's my sense of it. I expect that productivity for a completely remote workforce uh, pales in comparison to a fully in-house workforce. But I would suggest that you know maybe some PhD study, and maybe they already have, what the right balance is, because I don't think a 100% in-house and 100% uh, a remote uh, is the right answer. I think there's an optimal balance, and the optimal balance may depend on the nature of the organization, the culture, and the and the business. Well, I like this person's answer. Uh, remote work can be okay sporadically, but not 100% remote. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think you know his view as a lawyer rather than uh, someone on the administrative or support team. You know that stresses that things are different. Mm-hmm. I, I like what he says about not being 100% remote because there is something to be said for having in-person communications, in-person interactions. You know, remote is good, but, you know, there are also studies that say, look, if you do things, um, you know, socially, like, you know, Claire mentioned that basically you establish deeper relationships. And so that has to be put into the balance, too. So I I specifically put this one here, Marlene, because the next person is Jeff Carr. He's the uh, former GC for FMC Technology, and he's going to flip this and tell us why remote working necessarily isn't effective. Hi, this is Jeff Carr, General Counsel of Universe Solutions. Um, I run about a 30-person um, department globally, um, people in Europe, United States, uh, Latin America. It's comprised of uh, legal professionals, administrative folks, paralegals, some people that have a license to practice law, some that don't. With respect to working remotely, I am not in favor of working remotely. We all travel quite a bit, and so we are required to, uh, in our jobs, are required to participate virtually in some meetings. Working remotely is great if you believe in the myth of the individual lawyer, um, that that professional who is uh, an artisan who is doing work on their own, and, and they simply get a task, perform the task, and send it in. That creative, wonderful, beautiful, bespoke, custom magician um, that uh, puts together beautiful legal argument or other some kind of document. As I said, that's a myth. 
teams are the right way to get work done these days in the new world of uh, legal services. Uh, teams are always more effective than individuals, and individuals that are working remotely pose significant challenges um, to working on a team. Uh, you can work together virtually. There are various tools that work, but they're suboptimal. Um, there's really nothing um, that replaces the ability to uh, be with people and bounce ideas off and leverage people processes and platforms for the benefit of the whole. So that's my take on it. I'm not in favor of giving people uh, a great deal of flexibility to work remotely. Um, however, they may not be in the office from time to time due to travel and other commitments. We can accommodate that, but as I said, it's suboptimal. Thanks. Well, one thing you can never say about Jeff Carr is that he sugarcoats his answers. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> But I, I really admire and respect what Jeff has done with the legal industry over the years. And while I understand his view, I think, you know, in a world where talent is king, you're almost going to have to build some flexibility in addition to just travel to make sure that you don't just have the right teams, but you have the right players for those teams. And limiting yourself to the players that are available in a geographic location, I don't know that in the long run that's going to be uh, the way things are done. Yeah, I mean, I think we are already moving in this direction. I mean, that that train has left the station. And again, I don't think it has to be all one way or all the other way. I think you can offer a blend of these things that take advantage of talent across the world and also give people flexibility so there's there's higher job satisfaction. All right. Well, let's jump into an academic uh, point of view. So we have a, uh, a professor. Mm-hmm. This is Dr. Michelle Villagran. So I am with San Jose State University School of Information. We are 100% online, a master's program for LAS students. And so majority of our faculty are not on site in San Jose. And also, uh, our students are 100% online, and so, therefore, uh, our organization does allow faculty to work remotely. It is full-time, and it is attractive. I've worked remotely for many years. It's attractive in the sense that it is flexible as long as you are fulfilling your required duties, and also that you have good Internet access and also access to an international airport just in case you need to travel Downsides, I would say, to working remotely based on my experience, not only in this position, but in other positions. Downsides are there can be distractions. If you are not disciplined enough to be able to work remotely and to be in an environment in which it's only you and no direct colleagues in person. However, the beauty of technology is that we can quickly hop on a Zoom or even a Skype or a phone call, any type of technology to be connected. I do feel that I am more efficient and more effective when I work remotely. I think this is just based on my own personality and my own discipline. Even in team projects, team assignments, that's all done virtually. So working remotely and even in projects, even association work that is virtual, I'm just as efficient, if not more efficient, because I am disciplined in that sense. Disadvantages within your organization, I would say there can be. We are pretty streamlined. It's a seamless running ship. Seems to work very well for our organization. But I can see that there might be a disadvantage, particularly if you do need to have that in-person connection for some specific reason. 
I do think with students, for example, that there is a lack of the social context. And what I mean by that is that in where students might want that in-person connection, but with millennials and the um, Gen Z, more comfortable with the online. I am not in charge, so no comment on that question. And in the past, yes, I would have considered leaving a position to a position that offers the ability to work remotely. I appreciate your research on this and I look forward to your results. Well, I thought this was a really good follow-up to Jeff Carr's comments. It's a bit apples and oranges because an online master's program is different than an active legal service provider. But, you know, I thought Dr. Villagran's uh, comments on being disciplined is key to everyone working remotely. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you have to actually do your work when you work remotely. And, you know, the, I think the key to that is basically having a process where um, you can tell when people are, are working, you know, whether that's a ticket system, whether you're checking in on projects on a weekly basis. Yeah, you want to measure what matters. Yeah, and, and I also thought it was interesting what she talked about the millennials and Gen Zs being comfortable online, but they might actually want to to actually have that in-person interaction. So again, you kind of have that that balance that, that you need to establish. So now we're going to hear from another uh, law firm. Hi, my name's Cynthia Brown. I am with Littler Mendelssohn. Our firm does allow people to work remotely. For a long time, it was on an ad-needed basis, um, except for the attorneys obviously did it. Well, not obviously, the attorneys did it quite frequently. Just this year, we introduced um, a flexible work policy, and we have two people in our library who were approved to work from home 100% of the time. I myself uh, work from home when I'm not traveling. As a director, I travel a lot, and otherwise I work from home. I find um, the convenience of working from home, but I don't lose the commute time, a huge benefit, and also I have a lot of I've got to go run to the school at lunch to do something for kids, family events, things that are really close by um, that I can run to really quick on a break or at lunch hour um, that I wouldn't be able to do if I was at the office. I certainly like not having to fuss about getting dressed and looking good go to the office. You can wear your sweats at home. That is a definite plus. I also find that it's easier for me to accommodate different time zones. If I just have to walk down the hall to my home office, um, I'm happy to do a call really early in the morning or really or late in the evening. Um, but if I had to be up in, at the office or stay at the office at late, it would be much more challenging. I also find that I work a lot more from home um, when I'm in the office. People just want to come over and bug me. Uh, they just you just end up talking to people, and um, I feel like I I get a lot more done. Um, some of the downsides you can tell right now. My dog is barking, so that's a downside from working at home. And in the summer, I tend to have more family home that can make it more frustrating. I do not, I apologize for those dogs. My husband is rallying them up. There's so much remote work in our firm um, that it does not put me at a um, disadvantage at all. And, yes, I would be happy to expand the um, work from home remotely. I think it's a great opportunity for librarians. And in our firm, everything's remote. Uh, all the books are online, so it's super easy to do. And I think it's a, a good perk. And as I've told management, 
we don't pay these people enough <laughs> ever. We could never pay them enough, and so what a great perk to be able so Marlene, you know my favorite part of that was the dog barking, right? <laughs> she, is, she has a pod dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cynthia is definitely committed to the idea of remote working and has multiple benefits for the worker and the organization. Yeah, I liked what she talked about accommodating different time zones. You know, one of the things I'm reading about is, you know, being able to deliver projects or services on a timely basis. So when your requester actually needs things and this, you know, this is a great way to do that. Hi, I am a Xennial law librarian. Uh, My title is research analyst and I do work remotely about once a month. Typically I do it so that I can travel because when I work from home, I'd rather drive in and have the ability to not be at home at times, but I do like to go away for long weekends and spend a couple days working from wherever I am. I do work completely efficiently and effectively there. I feel that it is almost better at times because I'm not distracted by people. So when I have a project that involves a lot of tedious computer work, it's fantastic to not have um, the distractions of being within the law firm environment. I think the not everyone in my position is allowed to do that, but because I am exempt, even though I don't manage anyone because of the size of the firm, it works really well. And I wish that this was something that people who are hourly were permitted to do, um, because I feel that at least in some law firms, it is still frowned upon as something that is counterproductive, which in my case, I don't think is true. All right. Have a great day. Bye. So is a Xennial really a thing or do you or do you just get to like say, okay, I, I'm across different generations just because I like them? No, I think there's probably in probably their late thirties, I would say, maybe. Um so you know, that's someone on the precipice between Gen X and, and millennials. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things she also brings up, Marlene, is the disparity between the exempt and the non-exempt employees and their ability to work remotely due to labor and organizational HR's rules. Yeah, and that's that's a big deal between exempt and non-exempt. Exempt have a lot more flexibility in this space. Uh, there's a lot of rules around exempt employees in terms of, you know, clocking in and clocking out and overtime that, you know, you don't run into with, with exempt employees working from home. So th- it is a bigger challenge. But, you know, I agree with her and some of the other uh, callers that it would be great if we could make that work. Yeah. Well, let's uh, head to Chicago for our next one. Hi, this is Eugene Judice with the Denton's Law Firm in their Chicago office. Does your organization allow for people to work remotely? Yes. And it is on a, it can be both on a as needed basis and it's part of some people's work schedule. I came into a one work-at-home day. Monday is my work-at-home day, and the reason that came about was because I was asking for things on an as-needed basis because we're doing construction in our home, and my management says, well, why don't we just give you a permanent work-at-home day, and uh, I chose Monday, and it's worked out really well. The attractiveness of working from home is the fact that, you know, I am I am having things done in the house, and so it's easier for me to schedule appointments and things for people to come and drop things off and pick things up 
but also it provides me with greater creativity because, you know, you have an opportunity to look at something sort of different than the regular office, and I think that stimulates different centers of the brain to be creative. Uh, at this point, I've, I've found no downside of working remotely, or oh, actually tell a lie, yes, I do. Um, connectivity can, can sometimes be nettlesome uh, versus working, you know, in an office where it's a direct wire connection. So working remotely can be uh, problematic if you don't have a really good uh, connection. I feel I'm just as efficient working at home as I am in the office, and uh, I don't think it puts me at any disadvantage because what's nice about the setup we have here at Denton's is that my office phone follows me to my cell phone. So when my office phone rings, my cell phone rings, and so someone can call and call my number, and you know, unless I say something, they don't realize that uh, I'm working remotely. I would indeed expand the ability to work at home, especially for those people who have long commutes. I think that's going to be the, the deter- determinant factor for, for a lot of people wanting to work at home is the length of their commute. If, if I were to leave my position, working at home really wouldn't be a factor, provided that the, the issue around the commute. So right now, I live two blocks from the commuter rail, and my office is two blocks from the commuter rail. If I were to move to another firm or another situation where the distance from the commuter rail station to the office is much greater, uh, then I would probably want at least one, maybe two uh, work-at-home days. So again, Marlene, the flexibility factor comes into play here. Also, again, the core need uh, for the remote worker is a fast internet connection. (laughs) Yeah, if you take nothing away from this discussion, (laughs) that's what you need. What I also liked about what Eugene had to say was that when you have a different view that sometimes you can become more creative and come up with more creative solutions. And I really believe that. You know, I'm a big believer in the, you know, going for a walk and coming up with a great idea, you know, the shower idea, all of those things that basically when you're away from your air quotes work environment, sometimes you come up with really brilliant ideas. So this is just another way to to stir up that creativity. So next up, we have a, a contract worker who works for the government in D.C., I know it says something about millennials. I'll be honest. I'm a baby boomer. Um, I'm a contractor working for the U.S. Department of Justice Library in Washington, in D.C. Uh, the library does allow telework, and I have a telework agreement which allows me to work uh, at home every Friday and situationally, for example, when there's inclement weather or I have a medical appointment. I find teleworking on a regular basis attractive because it makes my workday shorter. I have a two-hour round-trip commute to the office, so on telework days I don't have a commute. Plus, I don't have to fix my hair, apply makeup, or select professional clothing. Also, because I'm not a federal employee, I can't take advantage of alternative work schedules, uh, such as working nine days and having the tenth day off. So a regular telework day at least lets me uh, have a little break. I find teleworking situationally attractive because as a contractor, I can't go to the office if the federal government is closed for inclement weather or other problems such as subway closure. Therefore, I don't get paid and must use uh, paid time off. However, with my situational telework, I can work that day. Um, I also like situational if I have a medical appointment. 
I can work from home, go to my appointment, and just go back home and start working. I don't have to deal with about a 90-minute commute into D.C. out of regular commuting hours. The only downside to teleworking is maybe feeling a bit isolated. It's not much of a problem when I'm only teleworking for a day or two. Uh, but last year, I, I teleworked for two weeks after surgery, and I did start really feeling isolated. I missed that face-to-face contact with my coworkers. Um, I think that, that teleworking makes me more efficient. I get more work done because there are fewer distractions, no coworkers or library patrons stopping by with questions or just a chit-chat. Um, I don't think it puts me at a disadvantage. Um, I'm only doing it one day a week, so I'm in the office the other four days. Um, you ask if I were in charge, would I expand the ability for others to work remotely? I think it would depend on the person. Frankly, some of my coworkers would teleshirt instead of telework. How others would put, however, others would put in an honest day work, and I think that they should be offered that option. Um, thanks for the opportunity to give some feedback. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, Marley. I I'm going to hold my comments on this one. This one was was great. Yes. I love this one. Um, she's a little more upfront on one of the themes I'm going to talk about at the end. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll we'll save that for the end. But I got to say, I totally relate to the you know I don't have to fix my hair or do my makeup, and that saves time too. It, it does. It, it takes it does. a long time to be beautiful, Greg. <laughs> I, I know. I know I you. I know you know. I I battle that every day. <laughs> I knew you were going with that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to the last one. Hi, my name is Jana Castle, and yes, I work for full time for a large law firm as a research specialist, and I am allowed to work remotely as part of my regular schedule, two days a week, specifically Tuesdays and Fridays. Working from home two days a week is something that I requested during the hiring process. At my previous job, I was able to work at home a couple days a week, and I valued it very much. So being able to continue that was a priority for me. It's not necessarily standard practice for members of my department in my position to have days off or days that they work remotely out of the office, although I believe there are others who do work remotely at times. I happen to have a role and situation that lends itself to working remotely because the office I'm in has no physical library or collection. Also, my manager and most of the attorneys and staff that I do requests for are not located at my particular office, but rather at our New York office. So I was hired on the West Coast to provide later hours coverage since the New York attorneys tend to work late. The firm provided me with a laptop and an iPhone to facilitate VPN access at home. What do I find attractive about working remotely? The commute. I live in California in the Bay Area, and the roads are really congested with traffic. It's been getting worse and worse to the point that it sometimes feels like I'm driving in L.A. My 15-mile commute from Santa Clara to Palo Alto and back often takes 45 minutes to one hour each way. And then besides avoiding traffic, other things I like about working remotely is being home with my dogs and giving them in-and-out privileges so that they can be outside during the day. Also, my, quote, home office, unquote, has sliding glass doors to my backyard and a screen door so that I can have fresh air. Sometimes I listen to birds sing while I work. Some of the downsides of working remotely, um, the only downside that I can think of is sometimes the VPN or my Internet connection is slower at my house, so files take longer to download and emails with large attachments take longer to send. 
I do feel sometimes more efficient and effective at home because I'm more relaxed and I can create an environment with less distractions when I'm at my house. At work, I do not have a private office, but I have a open, I sit at an open workstation and it happens to be near a game room a la Silicon Valley with foosball and Wii sports and it could be very raucous at random times. Working remotely, I don't think puts me at a disadvantage within my organization. I don't feel that it does. My manager and I are in contact by phone almost every day. Well, first of all, I want to thank everyone who called in. This has been fun and very informative, uh, educational, and we had a real good diversity of uh, callers. We we had what attorneys, we had people that were in charge, we had support staff, we had professors. So this was great. Yeah, no, I I want to thank everybody as well. I thought this was a really great exercise, and I, I really hope we can do more of these. I wanted to give my three takeaways now that everyone has has listened to this. Uh, so number one, support staff really like working remotely and feel, at least a majority of them, they feel that they are efficient and effective when doing remote work. Number two, lawyers have a harder time justifying remote working. And the leaders of these lawyers don't necessarily think that remote working is much of an option. And number three, hey, remote working is great for me because I'm disciplined, I'm effective, and I'm efficient. My coworkers, eh, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so my takeaways, and I'll probably comment on yours too, because I think we both pretty much had the the, the same ideas. Um, yeah, I think. Everybody likes working remotely sometimes. Uh, I think most people don't want to do it all the time, but they do want to do it sometimes to just give them some flexibility in order to, you know, save on commute time to and to be able to deal with the everyday things in life that that all of us have to to deal with. And I mean, that's that's that makes sense, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, creativity comes from being with people with, you know, different backgrounds from different locations, uh, you know, with different cultures and, you know, working remotely allows that flexibility a lot more. Also being able to be in a new environment and coming up with ideas, just sort of letting your sort of everyday go for a second so that your mind can wander to get these great ideas is another benefit of working from home. And, in response to that last one that you you mentioned about how not everybody is as disciplined, um, yeah, I think I think that's a theme sometimes, and and yeah. and really again it goes back to what I said earlier, you have to have a process in place that you can make sure that people are are doing their work, and it, it doesn't have to be draconian, it just has to be something where you can measure. Yep. The one thing, and and we mentioned it earlier, is I also like the idea of diversity of location. Absolutely, and and I had not really thought of that as a benefit before. Yeah, no, I think that makes that makes total sense because because you learn different processes, you learn different approaches, and you you learn about things that you might not even know in a different location in terms in terms yeah. of what they need or how they do things, and. Yeah, and you were you were talking to me about different culture and how like 
interesting things like how in New York, not necessarily do people take lunch hours. Right. Um, there, there have been situations I've been in where we had to work through stuff like that with a, a team that was across, spread across a variety of different locations. You know, in the Northeast, you know, fairly common to work through your lunch hour because it's very busy, fast paced. And, you know, in other locations in the country, the culture was no, we, we take, we take our lunch hour. And, you know, there was, there was a little bit of, of, of conflict there because, you know, one thought one way, one thought the other way. And, you know, we had to work through that in order to make sure that people felt like work was balanced. Yeah, I agree. I I have to go get my Tex-Mex or my tree beards at lunch. <laughs> and I work through lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think I'm the one doing it right. <laughs> yeah, you probably are. <laughs> I'm I'm working I'm working to that goal. Yeah. All right, Marlene. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks again to everyone who called in and shared their stories on remote working, the pros and cons of it. I, I really like the style of almost elephant to yeah. post like podcast and I think you know every once in a while we should bring uh, back shows like this what do you yeah, think? Yeah oh, I think we should definitely I think people like them and they're fun to do and it's it's really nice to hear from a variety of voices and, and I think I think our listeners will appreciate that so if you have any ideas folks um, you know you know the hotline and I'll tell you it again <laughs> you can contact us anytime by tweeting us at, at GabeHourM or at Glambert or you can call the Geek and Review hotline at 713-487-7270 and leave us a message. We'd love to hear some of the ideas you'd like us to cover in future episodes. And as always, the great music you hear on the podcast is from Jerry David II. Thanks, Thank Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Happy anniversary, Marlene. Happy anniversary, Greg. <laughs> All right, talk All to right, you later. All right, bye-bye. Don't